This episode is brought to you by Economy Fence. Looking for a beautiful, lasting way to increase your family's privacy and security and add value to your property? Visit EconomyFence.com to see which style of fence is right for you or visit one of our convenient showroom locations, Economy Fence Center. We truly are the fencing professionals. Welcome back, everybody, to the Game Chat Podcast. It is Sunday, August 22nd, and we are back in the shed. Boys, we're in person. Back in the shed. No more Zoom. Man, it feels good. Feels good to be back. Um, football season right around the corner. We say this every pod for <laughs> been saying for the past month. Um, but yeah, we got a good show. We got some power rankings uh, that we are going to go over today. Um, fantasy draft season is, is here. I think we have our dynasty draft a week from today. So I think next week we should do our draft, or we should do the pod after the draft. I like that idea. So that we can talk about our dynasty teams for those who want to hear it. Even though I'm guessing not a ton of people are going to be like, wow, I'm really <laughs> stoked to hear the Game Chats dynasty roster on the podcast. But, um, yeah, so, I don't know. It's going to be back, boys. Brandon, you just got in, like, what, an hour ago? Maybe not even that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Unpacked, did your power rankings, <laughs> here we are doing podcast. We're rolling. <laughs> School starts tomorrow. Um, yeah, it's a good day. Good day. Good to be back, boys. I've missed this. This is good times. Uh, Eli's in a recliner now. We upgraded. We now have two couches and a recliner in the shed. So you're moving away up. Big time, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, this is pretty sweet. And we got a whiteboard. Um, with markers. With yeah, markers. Right. Lots yeah. of markers. with like 18. Big variety. Yeah. We don't have anything written on it yet. <laughs> no. The, the whiteboard <laughs> is blank. Well, we can they can't really... No one can see the whiteboard right now, actually, because this isn't on YouTube. It will yeah, be. We have we'll a lot be. of stuff on the whiteboard. That's true. Yeah, oh yeah, tons. Yeah. Tons. We will be... Not big secrets. We're going to be doing more YouTube. We'll, we're going to try. We're going to tr- try to do more YouTube. We've been just, saying it for about a year. Just not right now. Just not, not <laughs> today. Not today. Not the time. It's just not the time. If anyone wants to donate a camera, or maybe just like tell us where to buy a cheap, <laughs> very Point cheap. us in the right direction. Yeah. Like, something really cheap, but still like professional grade <laughs> like, and then if someone wants to edit it for us and yeah. match up the audio for and free. for free yes shut up you can shut up on the game you can get as many shout outs I'll make an ad for you at the end of the podcast not the beginning but at the end I'll make an ad just for the person who wants to edit it and post it on YouTube so yeah that's uh, offers out there yeah, yeah it's all that's out there um okay well, let's get into some news before we get to our power rankings. Actually, no, question of the day. We're going to keep this question of the day thing rolling because um, <clears throat> I said I would last week. It's only been one week. So, question of the day today is who are you most excited to watch this year? And I feel like the the mainstream answer for this question is like always a rookie. So, I figured we should do a one rookie and one non-rookie. Who are you most excited to watch for the NFL this year? Anyone jump to your mind? Najee. Najee Harris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because what he can do for that Pittsburgh offense, and they missed a running game last year, and I feel like they, with a running game, I helped Big Ben tremendously in that passing game. So, um, for a rookie, definitely Najee Harris. Mm-hmm. I'll go Trey Lance. I am very excited as a rookie to see him Hopefully not hopefully play for a while. Yeah, hopefully it takes a little bit. Uh, hopefully not against the Seahawks, but I think he's going to be really, really good. And like a non-rookie player, kind of a random guy, but Marquise Blair, I really 
was excited about him last year with the Seahawks. As a safety, he just plays. He's a really fun player to watch. He's just all over the field. So that's another guy I'm excited to get back from injury, hopefully. And totally forgot about him. So that's, yeah. a good, that's a really good answer. I like that. I forgot my non-rookie. But it'd be Derwin. Derwin James. Derwin James. Yeah. That's a good answer. That would be a popular answer. But. Yeah. Um, okay, my non-rookie. I might have to think about my rookie for a little bit. But my non-rookie is Matthew Safford. Uh, just really interested to see if he can make that jump that everyone has been assuming he is going to make. Also, just, I don't know, he's been that classic guy for his whole career for 10-plus years that's been, like, he's talented enough, but he's not had a good team. Well, now he has a good team. He's only 33 years old. That's not past your prime as a quarterback. So I'm really interested to watch him and just the Rams' offense this year with, you know, finally McVay has a guy. So I'm that is my non-rookie. Eli, do you have any while well, I think of a rookie that I'm excited to watch? Uh, I'm thinking of rookies while well. my non-rookie would probably be um, I just had his name I totally forgot it <laughs> Sam Darnold Mm-hmm. I get Sam Darnold and Andy Dalton mixed up. I'm not excited to watch Andy Dalton. <laughs> Sam Darnold. I'm excited to watch Sam Darnold and see, um, you know, he gets his second chance. He gets his second shot on a different team, with a, little, <clears throat> a little bit of a different offense. And so I'm excited to see if he, uh, I don't know. It's, it's funny that you say Andy Dalton because yesterday during the Bears game, I literally went out and, outside and did yard work and then told my dad to call me when Justin Fields gets on the field. Yeah. I can't watch Andy Dalton. <laughs> well, okay, that's my – Justin Fields has got to be my yeah. – rookie that I'm most excited to watch. I don't know. He's just, I think he, finally, like, the Bears have had such boring quarterbacks the past however many years. I don't know. It's been forever. I always think of the Bears as just, like, a boring team. Um, And Justin Fields is super exciting to watch. Another rookie that maybe, like, a, that, that, I don't know, that's a mainstream answer, Justin Fields. Rashad Bateman, I think, could be really exciting for the Ravens because they just don't have a go-to wide receiver and I don't know. I see the potential for Rashad Bateman. So he's um yeah, he's my other rookie that I think could be fun to watch. Elijah Moore low key too. That'd be a good one. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's really underrated. So I could list off rookies forever. I yeah, if no one mentions Kyle Pitts, I feel like he has to be mentioned because he's the second coming at tight end. Yeah. Um, do you have any <laughs> other ones, Eli? Um, I was thinking of Jalen Waddle. Uh, yeah. Just because. You know, we didn't really get to see him that last year. We didn't see him a lot in his last year of college. Um, and so, seeing an electric player like that come to the NFL, like, if he, can, if he can piggyback off of where he sort of left off before his injury, he makes him nice. That one depends on Tua. Yeah. But at least they for have sure, chemistry. For sure. Yeah. All right, some news before we get to our power rankings. Um, Clyde edwards Lair, ankle injury. This is why you do your um, fantasy drafts later in the – draft season. I don't know. Closer to the regular season. Um, I don't know. What's the status? Does anyone know off the top? Is it, it's not a high ankle sprain? Not a high ankle. That's what I saw yesterday. Which is good. Really good. Good that's not a high ankle sprain. Is there any timetable? Have we... Matthew's looking it up frantically as we stall for him. If it's non-high ankle, it shouldn't be longer than two weeks. Okay. I'm going to say, I think whatever I saw on... It's Dr. Brandon's diagnosis. Whatever we were on TV, a little headline on the bottom, I think they just said... Uh, ideally, it's only a couple weeks. Okay. So that's good for Clyde Edwards there. The bad injury was Carl Lawson for the New York Jets. He is going to be out for the season, I believe, with an Achilles. Uh, that's just a, a bummer. He was. They were really excited to bring him in. I'd been hearing good things about him like all season. I'm 
how do the Bengals not re-sign this guy? The Jets got a steal. They get a really good leader on the defensive end, and then he goes down. Especially for Sala. I think he chose Lawson to be like his number one position in that defense and, and be the leader, and it's tough. That is a big loss for the New York Jets. That's one where you're just like, did he even need to be playing? Even in if the injury was in practice, right? It wasn't in. Yeah, I don't think it was. In the game, no. Did he even need to be doing live reps in practice? I mean, this guy's like, I don't know how many years he is into the league. It's more than five for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, like, do you even need to be taking reps in practice? It's like, oh, that's just on the off chance it does happen. We get a couple of these injuries every year, and I mean, yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. You don't want to play that like game, but at the same time. You also don't want your star player to be out for the season in a preseason yeah. practice. Yeah. Sala loses Bosa last year, and now he loses Lawson this year. It's just tough. Yeah, tough. injuries <laughs> suck. Um, I believe this extension, Jamal Adams signs a four-year, $70 million extension. I believe that happened like right after we finished our podcast last week. So he Jamal Adams becomes the highest safety in the league. Brandon, as a non-Seahawks fan, as a, a rival of the Seahawks fan, what what did you think about this extension? Well, I mean, it's just one of the day of the age where these contracts just keep going up, right? So, I mean, you knew they were going to sign him, and as a Niners fan, you knew it was going to happen. They weren't just going to let Jamal Adams walk after what you guys traded for him. So, um, but rightfully so, the dude's a stud. I mean, so he's going to get his paycheck, and... And it's just like what we have to sign our defensive guys too. We're just like I think in the NLS, how many highest paid position players do we have now? It's just ridiculous to keep these guys. But um, no, I mean we knew it was coming, and good for you guys. I mean it's just you do the stud. Eli, any? Um, I don't like it when people are like, oh, they overplayed for like overpaid for like Blitzboy or whatever. Like, and that's a long argument Blitz people boy. talk about. Oh. But like, but like he is a. He's a really important part of that defense, and like you don't really have a choice but to pay him. And and yeah, he is a highest paid safety, but I think he's only making one or two mil more per year than Justin Simmons. Yeah, I think the safety market's weird. It's not. There's not. A, I don't know. There's a lot of guys that you can make arguments for that are the top safety in the league. Um, I think I mentioned a couple podcasts ago. I got into an Instagram argument with that guy over like his safety rankings, and I, I don't know. After looking at him, I was like, there's like six or seven guys you can be like that guy's the best safety so it you know it makes sense that and and then 17 and a half million isn't that what this this deal works out to be that's not a lot of money for for paying one of your best defensive players now for the seahawks we're paying two guys now right i think we're paying bobby like 20 and jamal now 17 and a half that's a lot but i don't know a guy like jamal can do just as much as some of these other linebackers that you so you yeah you have to pay him i think you're completely right brandon just because it's He's a safety, and he blitzes does not mean that you don't pay him. I don't know. Well, if people think he's a linebacker, like, then you have to pay him linebacker money. So Right, I mean, exactly. So yeah. Safety yeah. Exactly. Cheaper, so. exactly, for sure. Now, that's right. Yeah, I, I think Jamal was trying to, like, he say he was a linebacker. linebacker. Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear about smart that. man. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, um, was it Kelsey with the tight end? trying to become a wide receiver. Mm, was it yeah. Kelsey or Kittle? One of them when they were negotiating. Was it was with a franchise to... tag. Like yeah. It, certain positions go up, obviously. Sure. So. Matthew, anything on that? No, I totally agree with what they were, say. they were saying. I mean, he's a leader. You had to pay him. And I'm glad they got it done now versus another two or three weeks of him not being out there. Yep. And that's really important. And now it 
Hardy moves on to Dwayne Brown and what the heck they're going to do with him. I really hope it's not a long deal with Dwayne Brown. Yeah. He is old. <clears throat> Dak, his injury will, quote, linger into this season. Anyone getting nervous about Dak? What are you guys, Eli, what's your feeling on Dak heading into this season? It was a knee injury, correct? No, it's a shoulder. It's a shoulder. This is his shoulder. Oh, it's a different injury now? Like an injury? Yes. That's, that's, oh, that one, okay. Because he had that ankle that he ankle. snapped in half. Broken half. Yeah. Tried putting that's fine. Mm-hmm. We're not even talking about that. Mm-hmm. Now he has a shoulder Okay, I, I, the injury comes from high stress after a long period of rest. So, it's from him not doing anything hurt and then with his ankle and now he's throwing it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a yeah. strain. That one's tough because for things like that, you pretty much just have to rest, right? Yeah. But they're at a point where they can't, I mean, he doesn't have to play like preseason, but they're getting pretty close to the season. They can't just let him rest. I don't know. Like, how are they going to... But what are their other options? you got to let him rest. But, like, like there are hard knocks. Dallas Cowboys are hard knocks this season. And you watch uh-huh. him, and he's, like... He's out there, and he's, like, crying. Can I please throw? Can I please throw? And then they don't let him throw. And then he's over there throwing. And it's, like... <laughs> and I'm still hurt. And then give me more MRIs. Like, it's just all over the place. I don't know. They're handling the situation terribly. Yeah, it's ugly. Hmm. But they, because we've seen what they, what they look like without that. Yeah, exactly, and they don't even have Andy Dalton. Yeah, this time. Right. Right. he's not Ben DiNucci. Yeah, DiNucci <laughs> and, and uh, Gilbert. Gilbert. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's a little, I don't know. I I feel like everyone's kind of dealing with this right now, especially as we get into fantasy draft season. And with us, we're having this dynasty draft. I don't know. Dak is a weird one moving forward. Like you, you know when everyone's healthy, when everything's clicking. Their offense, at least, is one of the best in the NFL. But, I don't know. It, it's like, I'm nervous Dak's not going to be back to full health yeah. this season at all. I don't know. Do you guys... It's just the ripple effect that comes with that. Like, all those different players. You right, see right, Atlanta, right. You have Amari Cooper. All of those guys just take a huge hit when you bend Danucci behind the center. So, I, I think that he's going to be fine. I think that they're just playing... They're not going to play him, which they shouldn't. He should not play any preseason games. But they do need to get on top of it now. That way he can be there week one or at least week two. Yeah. It'd just be crazy if he doesn't even get back toward t- to week one. Yeah. Because it's mm-hmm. been... Yeah. When he got that ankle injury, it was like, no, if he... You know, he'll rehab and everything and he'll be back by week one next year. It happened early enough in the season. And now it's like, now he's a shoulder thing. Will he... The fact that we're not even talking about his ankle injury is baffling because that was one of the worst injuries you've ever seen. Surgically repaired with screws and everything. It's not even a problem right now. Yeah, now it's stronger than his other ankle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's bionic. Hold it down. Uh, And then one more. This isn't really news. I just kind of want to talk as we're we just are kind of wrapping up preseason week two. I guess the Niners and a couple other teams play uh, tonight in the next couple days. How much concern slash hype do you guys get from these preseason performances? Because you have Jamar Chase and Rondell, I believe it's Rondell Moore, who have both struggled in these first two games. Like Jamar Chase dropped, I think, I think both Chase and Moore dropped three passes in their preseason games this week. But then you have guys like Zach Wilson, who's, he, I think he was nine for 11 with 150 yards and two touchdowns. Like, and then he gets off the field, you know? I don't know, like, how much stock do you guys take into this, these preseason games? I mean, I think a lot of times it has to do with, well, especially with the quarterback, kind of what you're seeing. You know, defenses don't, 
are not going to throw everything in the book at you because they're, they're not going to take their entire week to prepare for one preseason game in particular. Yeah. Uh, but I think that especially for guys that are either second-year players that maybe their first year you know, are still building, so they're out there more with the ones. You see a lot of like wide receiver threes now being the wide receiver ones and getting more work. Uh, I think for Jamar Chase, it's really important since he didn't play last year to just get out there, and if he's going to struggle, he struggles. But I don't know. I think from a team result standpoint, it's meaningless. I mean, I know the Ravens haven't lost a game in like five years or something, (laughs) and the Seahawks are playing some of the worst preseason football I've ever seen. We used to be like 4-0 every year, and now we're like getting killed. But at the same time, I think that only speaks to a team's depth and we don't have a lot of depth, and that's the only thing I can really read into there. But I don't know. I think for the individual player, it's it's kind of where they're at right now and getting more experience. And sometimes you need to go out there and fail and then take that next week and, all right, here's where we go from here. Yeah. I think for, I think for Zach Wilson, it speaks volumes just because he is going against ones. And, like, when you look at, when you look at Trey Lance, you look at Justin Fields, they're not going against ones. And, but you also have to realize they don't have off the first offensive line in front of them either. So yeah. you're seeing a lot of these pockets collapse and these athletic guys making plays. But Zach Wilson's been standing back there and just firing the ball. So I think he looks good. But to your point about the wide receivers, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, you like Jamar's obviously going against ones too. But, like, I saw some people in uh, Sports Center like talking about he his lack of separation. But that might just be rushed. You're right. He didn't play at all last year. So maybe let him get in the in, in the – in the swing of things, but yeah, I mean, it kind of depends who they're going against and who they have, who they're working with too on their own team. Yeah, yeah, that's why I guess I don't take a ton of stock into it is because there's so many different factors, yeah. like everything you just mentioned. That it's like, how how can we say one just because one person does well that they didn't have everything going in their favor yeah. versus someone who didn't? I don't know. It's weird. It, preseason is always really weird, and it impacts the way I think we think about players not only for regular football but also for fantasy like you're going to be swayed no matter what so it's just weird I don't know Eli any thoughts on it no I haven't really watched a whole lot of preseason yeah. but I've kind of just um like being a to change sports a little bit being a soccer fan and watching preseason soccer it's never meant anything like yeah there's never I've never taken anything from preseason there and then be like okay yeah that translated and so like I usually just try not to uh, dive into preseason too too much but well, that's why I didn't want to do too many too much on this because whenever I if I see when I listen to podcasts like during the week, and I see some like a new podcast comes out from a show, and it's preseason takeaways week two, I'm not gonna listen to that because I just don't care. <laughs> I, don't I don't know personally, it hasn't been like this in the past, but it's like these rookie quarterbacks have made preseason like I don't know. Special. It's unbelievable. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's I've never People seen are this actually many watching and doing like recaps yeah. and stuff like. Before, who gave a crap about preseason yeah. football? You know, it's like mm-hmm. the worst four weeks of the year because it just yeah. you just wanted the week one to come. So. Seriously. All right, let's get into our power rankings. We all four ranked these teams by ourselves, and these are our consensus rankings. I think we should try to do tiers. We didn't put these tiers in at all. We didn't put tiers in at all, but I think as we go, we should kind of be like, okay, here's where we think the this tier is. You know what I mean? You know, you guys are kind of down with that? Yeah. And then at the end, um, we'll rank some... We'll do some other stuff at the end and, I don't know, talk football as much as we want to. Um, start at the bottom. Uh, 32 was a consensus 32 for the Houston Texans. Um, 
Yeah. Even if Deshaun Watson plays, they're a bottom five team in the NFL. Maybe even they could probably if Deshaun played the entire season, they might be the worst team in football still. I'm gonna put them at thirty one. Thirty one. Yeah. yeah, you give them a little bump. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, Houston is is very very bad. When we do our award show next week, they will not be eligible to pick for the team with the worst record. Just so we're clear on that, because otherwise that person. But we will only... mention that they would be our consensus. <laughs> yes, correct. Yeah, consensus, correct. Just oh, to put we'll that there. We'll say it again. Yeah. I don't yes. want to hear it. That. <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, for real. Just to compound the situation, I didn't realize they traded for Anthony Miller, and then he goes and separates his shoulder like a week later. Oh, I did not I realize that either. Like, he was their wide receiver too, behind Brandon Cooks, and he oh, just yeah, like he's... totally dislocated his shoulder, and it's like he's done for the year. Wow. Is that is that the best player on their team, Brandon Cooks? Uh, their running back room is just ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know if they're good, but they're ridiculous. Who like who is the best player on the Texans? Zach Cun- Cunningham is that their linebacker's name? Linebacker, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's him. I almost said JJ Watt. They still have <laughs> they still have Whitney Merciless. He's old too. Uh, yeah, that there that that seems a dumpster fire. Wow. Yeah, uh, and the funny thing is, wait, is Laramie Tunsil still on that team? There it is. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Is he even good? <laughs> That's true. Getting paid a lot. Yeah. That's true. He's a big name. <laughs> but the funny thing is that even if they, even if they are, end up being like, the, the number one pick, like even if they get the number one pick, then they're going to take a quarterback. And they took a quarterback with their first pick this year. That's what's baffling to me. Is how did it? How does Spencer Rattler... That was Rattler, their first pick. Yes, Davis Mills yeah, is yeah, their first pick. Third round. So how does Spencer Rattler make this team... Any better? It doesn't. That exactly. What a dumb pack. Yeah, I, <laughs> dumb all for pack. all for Lambert You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's too much on the Texans. Um, Thirty-one. Our consensus is the Detroit Lions. I did not have the. I, I don't know. Do we have what? Po- what can we say positive about the Detroit Lions? T.J. Hawkinson. T.J. Hawkinson. Ooh, yes. I think it's is a top what tight end. <laughs> Top five, five, five maybe. Was, yeah, I think even still, I'd maybe give them top five. Oh, uh, yeah, the four, and then who's your fifth? That's pretty much what it is. Pitts at four. Yeah, he's right there. Pitts already at four. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's how bad it is. Yeah, for sure. Um, thirty. We have the Philadelphia Eagles. We've talked a lot about Jalen Hurts. Kind of like, do we believe in Jalen Hurts? Um. When you sit and look at this team, they have so many young weapons. Like Yeah, that's true. Like, why can't they figure it out? Like when you you talk about Smith and you talk about the guy that Rager they took last year, who has all these crazy one handed catches in, in camp, that's all you hear about. Then you have Sanders in the backfield. Yeah. And then if Hertz can just do something, I don't I mean there's just so many weapons on this team, but their defense is gonna be terrible. And I don't, I don't think their offense line pretty bad too. So mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the big that's I think a big thing is that their offensive line when they won the Super Bowl was really good mm. and now they're all old and bad and hurt and it seems like they just yeah can't stay healthy I don't know hopefully Hurts takes care of the ball a little bit better than than Wentz did last year we have the New York Jets coming in at number 29 consensus we're all right there on the Jets um, do you guys see a world where the Jets finish 500 I don't know. Is that is that crazy? Like, I think this year maybe. 
don't know. I feel like I could give, I'd give him a couple seasons to figure it out. But yeah, like what's, yeah, I'm thinking maybe like two games below 500 would be my like peak for them. Yeah, win that'd be a huge win. Yeah, I'm tra- that's what I'm trying to say. Like, what's yeah. our best case scenario for the Jets? Like, it's just mm. tough, man. Lawson going down. I've heard Mackay Becton came into camp like 40 pounds overweight. Whoa, looks really? terrible. Yeah. That is not just, very good. I don't know. They, yeah, they're just they're tied is just so. Oh right. god, it's just I mean, not going the right way. In their division, you gotta play the Bills two times. You gotta play the Pats two times and the Dolphins two times. And, and like, yeah, I think if they go two and QB. four, that's probably a win. Yeah. Oh, I think if so, Belichick yeah. dominates rookie QBs. Bills, it's yeah. probably two losses. Right. If you split with Miami, you're happy. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Two, two, uh, two out of two and four is a that's is a win, win yeah. in their division, which that's is tough. you. T- if you ever say two and four is a win in your division, that is very tough. <laughs> yeah. um, coming in at number twenty eight, we have the Denver Broncos. Best case scenario for the Broncos. Maybe we just do best case, worst case scenario <laughs> for these teams. Um, best case scenario for the Broncos. Drew Locke is their quarterback for the future after this year. He thrives in competition. I don't know. I know we have some listeners that are like really pro Drew Locke on the show, yeah. or just in their lives. I don't know what like. <laughs> What is that the best case scenario that they that they roll with Drew Locke? That or Deshaun Spain gets <laughs> yeah. finalized and they trade for him. Yeah, true. Yeah, I true. mean, it's just sad. We have Denver at what uh, the fifth worst team. Yeah, Brandon, you you're him, the highest on them. And, you, and if you give them a quarterback, because the rest of their team's so good, but if you give them a quarterback that's doesn't turn the ball over, like they instantly go up. Yeah, true. Well, yeah. I put them over the Raiders in a second if they had a quarterback that I. I oh, that. true. I, they yeah. would be shockingly high on my list yeah. if they had a good quarterback. It's, it's sad. It's one position, but it's the most important position in probably sports. So. Yeah, yeah. Their O line looked really good. Garrett Broles took like a huge step up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really like the rest of their roster. I, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton are. I I I don't know how how many wide receiver duos like I haven't ranked them off the top of my head, but. Top ten would not surprise me if I like I love those two. Yeah, and KJ Hamler hasn't had yeah. either. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's and a, Tim Patrick or whatever his name is. And um yeah. Noah Fant too has a ton of potential. Like yeah, ugh, the, love their roster. The running back they drafted, Williams. Yes, Javante. Oh, Melvin Gordon. They have so many good players. It's ridiculous. You ever um you ever like listen to people rank or maybe read articles about people that rank top rosters? They're like, let's rank our rosters in the NFL. Yeah. Um and when I think of that because I think when we when we do these power rankings, it's just like Brandon got a phone call. Sorry, um, it's just like they're when you rank power rankings, you're ranking them as a whole, like the team, just like how the team's gonna perform. But when I think of ranking rosters, I think of all things equally. So that means if you have like the best linebacking core and the best quarterback, those are weighted the same. But obviously, like when you rank when you power rankings, you're gonna rank the team like the best quarterback. That means more. Mm-hmm. Denver's roster probably is top ten. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I like. I don't. I. I would not. That would not surprise me at all if if we ranked rosters and Denver ended up on my top ten because, like we're saying, besides quarterback, which they're bottom three yeah. in the league in, and that might be being generous. <laughs> uh, they're very good at everything else. So, yeah. But as this team stands, ceiling is is not very high in my opinion. I I don't. They lose two to the Chiefs. Yeah, no Chargers, doubt. Chargers, Chargers, Chargers. Chargers. Yeah. Hopefully you split with the Chargers this year, and hopefully you split with the Raiders. Like yeah. honestly, um, I don't. After these next two teams, so twenty seven and twenty six are the two teams with the young quarterbacks. Really, it's it's Jacksonville and Cincinnati. These teams are really similar to me. I guess it's because it's the past two number one picks. 
Um, I think that this is our tier gap, in my opinion. These are the teams. Cincinnati coming at 26, Jacksonville 27, Denver 28, Jets 29, Philly 30, Detroit 31, Houston 32. Those are our, I would say, like, rebuilding teams. Like, really don't have a ton of hope for these teams to make the playoffs. Like, even if maybe the – I don't even think the Bengals. You can't even say if everything goes well, they make the playoffs. Their division is so stacked that it would shock me if they made the playoffs. It's Burrow's health and the fact that they have to play the Browns, Steelers, and Ravens twice. Right. It's just, what is he going to do? It wouldn't shock me if the Bengals don't finish last. Really? Who would be last? Okay, that's tough. That's that's, that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, okay, that's the ceiling. That's that's my ceiling for the Bengals is not Not finishing last. last. (laughs) But there's no way, I don't think any of these teams in that bottom, this bottom, what is this, seven teams? Yeah, bottom seven, I don't think any of these teams ceiling is the playoffs. No. So that's, I think this is kind of a tier break. For me, do you guys disagree? Do we we put any other teams in this? Yeah, unless Um, Denver pulls off a crazy trade, yeah. yeah, That's about the only team I think in this Mm -hmm. tier that can do anything. Anything, Jacksonville, obviously you're, you're hoping Trevor Lawrence is just... Fino. Yeah, incredible. I don't, their defense, is their defense good enough to even, to make them contend for anything? I don't know a ton about their defense. I just, we've talked so much about their offense. They trade away in Gakway. What were you saying, Eli? I'm saying, the only player on defense I know of that they have is Miles Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. I forgot about him. But, yeah, me and too. He, and he's, he's great, but... Yeah. He's not going to carry the whole defense. And they went double offense in the first round this year. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. ETN. And ETN and Loris, that's going to be fun. Yeah. Their receiver room is good. I, I Marvin Jones is was a good pickup. We had talked about him during free agency a lot. LaVisca Chanel looks like he's going to be a good player. Stodio. Oh, yeah. So yeah. they have, yeah, they have Josh Allen on the D line. That's right. That's right. Yeah, CJ Henderson from Florida. That's right. And they want to trade him. That's why. Right. And then you got Clavion Chase on. That's yeah. Back up. Yeah. That uh, yeah, that's kind of the notable names. So there you go. Cool. Yeah. Do we have anything else? Anything else on these two teams? Cincinnati, like you said, Brandon, I think is Burroughs Health. I'm worried about that knee, man. And he tore everything you can in that thing. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. And they went wide receiver instead of a line. <laughs> Which Penny Sewell hasn't looked that great in preseason either, but. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Anything else on this on these bottom seven teams? Let's call it our rebuilding tier. All right. Next up at number twenty five, we have the Atlanta Falcons. What are we thinking on the Falcons? Obviously, you you trade away Julio, grab Pitts, and Arthur Smith is your new head coach. I mean, with the Falcons, they're just this interesting team where you, you look at last season and you think of, like, what could have been if, like, everything that went wrong went right. And you're talking, like, four or five wins. But at the same time, it's like you lose Julio, you get you get draft packs, right? I mean, it's guys that are not immediately yeah. coming to your team and making you better. I really like what they got going on offensively as far as the wide receiver tight end duo they have. Matt Ryan isn't horrible. He's, you know, you give him time, he can make plays. I just, they're just this interesting team where if they have, if they drafted right and they have young depth, I think they can make some noise, but I just don't have a whole lot of confidence that they're there yet to really, that's why they're 25. Yeah. Right. 
This team doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, that we've. I, this was one of the most fascinating teams that we talked about this off season when we did those um, rebuild. What did we call it? Like rebuilding series. Right. Yeah. One of the most fascinating teams because we were just so fascinated with their. I said fascinated way too many times. There, <laughs> um, enamored with their <laughs> with what direction they were going to go, and I remember talking about that a lot of like the Julio Pitts. I'm not. I don't know. What 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 were you going to say, Brandon? Well, I just the Arthur Smith hire. Yeah. It just makes no sense right now. Cuz he's not going to run the same offense that he did in Tennessee mm-hmm. with Mike Davis. It's just not going to happen. Like if they did want to run that offense, why not go draft a rookie, a rookie running back right yeah. and then try to replicate it? But I just I don't know. It just the hire with what they pieces they have on offense just don't make sense to me right now. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. But what okay, what's the ceiling? This the ceiling for this offense is very high. Like, this offense could be very good, I, in my opinion. I don't – we've seen it before with Matt Ryan. And, and Ridley is really good. And if Pitts is everything that he's supposed to be, like, this offense could be very good. Like Matt Ryan's fourth offense in the last seven years. <laughs> yeah, true, right. true. Yeah, I know. They could be really good. I'm with you. I mean, I think that if it, this offense is good, what's going to carry them? Like, if their offense pops off this year, I could see them above the Saints. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah, still in second place yeah. in the division, contending for a wild card. Floor is is like last. dead last. <laughs> yeah. 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 Floor Two wins, wild. maybe. I, yeah. I could see them. I think the Saints defense will always be better than or the season. I think the Saints defense is way better than the Falcons. But I think the I think the Falcons have a good shot at like outscoring the Saints in a game, like just head yeah, to, yeah, like head, sure. to head. For sure. And I, I feel like that's that's only where they're gonna win games. I mean, obviously, you win the game by outscoring, but like, it's gonna be like shootouts. Like, they're not gonna, they're not gonna make a lot of stops. I don't think. Yeah. All right. Next, this is funny. We all four of us had the Raiders, the Vegas Raiders, at twenty four in our power rankings. Uh, so consensus, they're twenty four. Um, that might that seems a little low to me, but then as I look at every other team above them, I think the only one that surprises me that we all all of us have Carolina above the Raiders. So can we let's talk about a little bit about that. Um, so just a preview: we have Vegas twenty four, Giants twenty three, Carolina twenty two. And as I said, we all have Vegas at twenty four, and then we all have Carolina either one or two spots ahead of Vegas. Are we just are we maybe too bullish on Carolina? Because Vegas was what eight and eight last year, and Carolina was how many wins did Carolina have? Four, five, maybe. I don't know. That's I, I'm I want to check ourselves just a little bit on this because we're all we all have it and I'm just I don't want somebody that's listening to be like how are they how do they have Carolina over Vegas and Vegas is 500 every year I don't true know, it's just, that's where the, oh, they man. also lost their line yeah no, I mean no go ahead no, go. You, you talk about like what they've done this both what both teams have done this off season the Raiders clear like so much money and give away all those O line men. And then the Panthers, you get your entire offense back in Christian McCaffrey. Your entire offense. Yeah, yeah. You, you get hopefully a quarterback that can stay healthy and not be horrible, which, I mean, they've, they haven't had health at the quarterback position, it seems like, in forever. And when you do, it's Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, so, I mean, I just, the, where both of these teams are, I'm more comfortable, A, with, Joe Brady is still the offensive coordinator for the Panthers, right? Yes. Yes, I'm really way more comfortable with the head coach and OC 
of the Panthers versus John Gruden and whatever Dumbos he has as your OC in DC. But I don't know. It's just I could see the the maybe the little bit of bias I have into that. But I just I like the Panthers more. I just, yeah, straight up. Yeah, and they're definitely going in opposite directions. We talked about this before, like the X in the graph of te- where they're trending. Um, Eli, what's your take on this? I don't think I have anything new to add to that, except, you know, the Raiders didn't have a lot going for them. You know, sort of one thing they needed to get going was a run game. They have Josh Jacobs, who's an excellent running back, and then instead of, you know, maybe improving their O-line to help him out, they just cleared their O-line. Yeah. And then signed Kenyon Drake. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, but then Panthers get McCaffrey back. I'm also sort of high on... Um... Darnold? Yeah. <laughs> Not Andy Dalton. <laughs> Dalton. Dalton Darnold. Sam Darnold. Uh, I just think, I mean, I don't think he's going to be like a top 10 QB, but yeah, I'm just higher on Carolina than I am on the Raiders. I don't sure. I don't see how the Raiders have done anything to get them over the 500 mark from last season. Let's talk about the Giants, the team in the middle that we have at 23. Um, yeah. Matthew, you're the highest. Eli, you're the lowest. Me and Brandon are pretty much have these teams at, at 23. I wish I put Vegas over them now. No, I'm looking at them. Who wants to start? Matthew, do you want to explain why you're a little bit higher on the Giants? Eli, why you're a little bit lower? Because I've, I've, personally, I've gone back and forth. I think we talked about this on the last show, how I've like had a little roller coaster ride at the Giants. They were kind of like my sleeper playoff pick in February or in March, and now I... <laughs> think they might be last in the division. I don't know. One video did it for me. That's what I... Are we talking about the fight? (laughs) No, no, no. I'm talking about the video of Daniel Jones throwing a pick over the middle and there's no wide receiver within 30 yards. It's it's one of the worst football plays I've ever seen and it's just... I'm down on the Giants now. Okay. For me, it's... I... I, Part of me just... I have the Seahawks-Giants game on repeat in my mind of how well their defense played that game and just... The sheer names on this defense that I think can only get better. I think, you know, Leonard Williams gets paid. I still like Jabril Peppers. I still like Logan Ryan, Adoree Jackson. I love Blake Martinez. Blake Martinez is a baller. Dexter Lawrence. I mean, there's so many guys that are are pretty young on this defense that should hopefully get better. I like the I kinda like the fight. When the fight happened, I was kinda like, okay, these guys are these guys came to play. It kinda reminds me of like some major league like <laughs> fighting your own team. But I I don't know. I just the the quarterback thing is the only thing holding them back from being above any of the other teams in their own division that I just their their ceiling to me is really tough if Daniel Jones isn't the guy that they drafted him to be, and so far he's shown no inclinations of being better than like the bottom five quarterbacks in the league. But I don't know. I'm worried about the offense a lot, but the defense is kind of why I put them above Vegas and other teams in that area. Okay. Yeah. I have a question for Matthew. With your talking about the offense, how how much do you think Saquon weighs their offensive pro- productivity? I think they're they're gonna really have to game plan for what are we gonna do when Saquon's getting two yards of carry in the first quarter, and it comes down to the offensive coordinator and how they're gonna adjust and put Daniel Jones in a position to succeed, and with his ability to run, that should be 
something that teams have to prepare for every week. And if it's not, then you're just missing an opportunity there. But I, I think it comes a lot down to the offense coordinator and putting him in good positions. And if they, if you're asking him to go out and be Lamar Jackson and go run around, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You have to put him in a good position. I just don't know if they're going to, I mean, it's Jason Garrett. Yeah. Right? yeah. I, don't, I don't love that. I don't <laughs> love that at all. I just, I could see in two years of them both being gone. Um, on the other side of the coin, I guess why I'm low on them. Um, I don't have much to say about their defense, but yeah, it's sort of more talking about like Daniel Jones, Saquon, but also uh, Kenny Galladay. When they got him, a lot of people were like, "Oh, you know, he really boosts his offense." But um, now it sounds like he might be sort of a. I don't know if he still has an injury, but he does. Yeah, he's out. Right yeah, now. yeah, and so that's you know, that was sort of like one of their big names bringing him. Like, hey, we're boosting our offense and that was like kind of like I, I was sort of with Jack like I was sort of up and down on them a lot and that was like a huge up because I was like hey they got you know they got a pretty solid weapon in Kenny Galladay but you know sounds like they may not have him and um, at least at the beginning maybe I don't really it's a couple of weeks but he hasn't been on practice for now so I wouldn't doubt if he wasn't there week one yeah and, and Daniel Jones is just he hasn't really proven that he's sort like a quarterback I feel like a good quarterback would be a good leader of a team and he doesn't seem like he's a very good leader of this team and then I feel like they put a lot of, like, weight on Saquon. Like, I feel like their offense relies on him. But when they don't have him, like, they just, like, fall apart. And, and it's somewhat – I think – I can't remember if we talked about it on the podcast or not. Um, but one of you guys said, you know, maybe the ideal use of Saquon is not giving him 25 carries a game and just pounding him in the middle because that's not what he's yeah. – you know, maybe mm-hmm. finding a different use for him. But yeah. um, but that, that's the thing is I think they just put way too much um, – like, I think they put way too much of the their offense just on Saquon. And they usually, I feel like you're a safe bet putting your offense on one person would be a quarterback. And they just don't have yeah. a quarterback they can For sure. rest their offense on. Also, if anyone, Eli, I thought you were, like, farting at first. And then I just realized it was the squeakiness <laughs> of the chair. <laughs> I was like, who's farting? <laughs> it was really funny. Um, <laughs> I wonder if people can hear that, because that's hilarious. Um... Okay, next one at 21. I, I think we might get a little bit of slack for this one, but we're we're all pretty much down on this team. Uh, the New Orleans Saints. Oh, I am, I'm nervous to say that. New Orleans coming in at 21. Brandon, you're the highest, or no, Matthew, excuse me, is the highest on this one at 18. And I don't know if you have anything good to say about them. Like, I think that I still... With the veterans on their defense that are currently there, I just can't see them being worse than where we have them ranked. That, just, that's fair. That's I fair. think that their their floor is right around where we have them. I think, you know, Cameron Jordan, I like Marcus Davenport, I like Quan Alexander if he stays healthy, Malcolm Jenkins and Mark, Marcus Lattimore are like five names on that defense that hopefully will keep them in games and... I think uh, the quarterback is the big. Yeah. I mean, and where they are, we've in the rebuild. We talked about them, you know, being kind of a mess with all the money they have invested. Luckily, Taysom Hill is, you know, people were like, oh, you gave him a four-year deal, and it's like, well, it's voidable. Like if it, if they did that, so they probably can get rid of him in a year or right <laughs> now, but they're not going to do that. <laughs> but I, I think you know, they have enough talent to be. Uh, bubble playoff team and maybe make it into a wild card game yeah. but 
they're not going in the right direction. A lot of it's going to be put on James Winston or Taysom Hill, and I just don't love either one of them winning games for you. They need to be like game managers like Drew Brees was kind of for the last two years where you just give the ball to your playmaker's hands, whether it's Michael Thomas or Alvin Kamara. But I don't know. I think they have enough talent to be – I have them at 18 and be within that like 14, 18 range, but they're not going to be that same like top five yeah. defense offense that you're you, – they lose in the first round of the Vikings, and you're like, what happened? They're yeah. not going to be that team anymore. Is that where we're kind of at with them as their ceiling is playoffs? Do you, do you guys – Cause that's, I don't even think it's there. You don't even think so. You don't even think they could make they could make the playoffs. I mean, obviously, if everything goes right, they could. But I'm really down the Saints. Yeah. I, to me, it's I have no problem with the defense. They have a bunch of veterans. They're gonna be fine on that side. It's the offensive side of the ball right now, and I really don't even care who's their quarterback because I think they're both have their pluses and minuses where they're pretty mediocre. Either one, they whoever they want to put in there. But right now, it's the weapons. Who knows what's going on with Michael Thomas? I was just, I'm just looking at it right now. He's out. He's not. He's out until at least week three. Yeah, and yeah. then Trey Smith just went that. down with an ankle injury. So right now, their wide receiver wants Antonio Callaway. And Marquez Callaway. Marquez Callaway. And you expect <laughs> wow. T- Taysom Hill or Jameis to work with that. And like, and then it's all going to come down on Kamara. I mean, Kamara's a beast, obviously. He's going to do what he's going to do. But like same thing with Saquon. How much of the workload can you put yeah. on him before that guy starts? He can't handle all that. I mean, it's just... Their offense side of the ball really scares me this year, and I, that's where I think they're going to hurt. But yeah. I have no problem with their defense. I think their defense is going to be just fine. Well, a team that I think, like, a team that I'm comparing them to in my head is the Broncos because the Saints the Saints have a pretty solid defense. They have Kamara. They don't really have the weapons that Denver has, but, like, sort of the Well, the I guess you could break. say Kamara is the Kamara. We- like, that's, that's that's yeah, sure. yeah, well, yeah, he's a pretty serious weapon. But sort of their make or break is quarterback. I don't think... I feel like the Saints quarterback room has a better chance of succeeding than the Yeah, I agree with that. But it's sort of that same thing where, you know, like, they have the pieces there. Yeah. It's just sort of a matter of whether or not. And so... I like um, that. Yeah, and we have Denver much, much lower. Yeah. So, okay, before we continue, can we make a tier with Carolina and below? Carolina, the Giants, Vegas, and Atlanta? I think Mm -hmm. that's a tier in itself. Yeah. To me. I think... Because I think these teams above it, Brandon might not agree, but I think those teams have a chance to make the playoffs. I think these next, like, ten or so teams, maybe, like, eight or nine teams, are, like, if everything goes well, or if it goes well, they make the playoffs. So, next on our list at 20 is the Chicago Bears. We're right. These, let's just do the next, I'm going to, Chicago and Dallas are 19 and 20. Chicago, Dallas, and New Orleans were right all in the same kind of area with these teams. Um, Chicago, I, I think, is for me, was a really tough team to rank because of the quarterback situation. And we've talked about this at length, so we don't really need to go in depth with that. But I just don't – I don't know what to think of the team with – like, is it going to be week eight? Like, are we going to get half of the season with Dalton and half with Fields? Like, how's that? I don't know. I – for me, Dallas, Chicago, and New Orleans are all eight and nine teams to me, or like seven and ten. Like I don't know. Do you guys? What What do you guys think about that? With Andy Dalton at the helm, I have them like right here at nineteen or twenty. If they put Fields at quarterback, I automatically bump him probably to seventeen. 16. Okay, that's where I'm at with that. Like mm-hmm. watching Andy Dalton play that offense is just painful. It really is. Yeah, like, it's just he's not what they need. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the same to me, but it's like how. Yeah, How much point, do we get of Fields? Yeah, is it? Do we get it? Yeah, is it week three? Because then if we get 
14 weeks of fields, that might, yeah, this yeah. is a different team, I think, or has the potential at least to be a different team. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it seems like these teams, we could even throw Minnesota in this tier. Yeah, I, I, think you, I think you could. Yeah, I mean, and, let's throw New England I in there too. I think you could throw Miami in there too. <laughs> well, I, throw, I think you could throw Pittsburgh in there. <laughs> it's all these teams that have, well, okay, let's, and, and Washington, Washington, yeah, Arizona. <laughs> it's these teams. <laughs> It's these teams. Okay, that's our next year. Is thirteen through, thirteen through twenty one is teams that have, to me, they have a reliable unit and then a really big question mark unit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's just go through. So, thirteen. I. I okay, thirteen. We have Arizona. I don't know. Arizona was a mess last year, and they're like we have Arizona at thirteen. That seems insanely high to me. Now that I look at it, even though I have them at 14 in my own, but like, I don't know. I think we all see the Arizona's path is so talented. Super easy. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, if we're talking like the roster thing, we're talking about the Broncos. Arizona is like top five. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. You love Arizona's talent is insane. Yeah. I get the biggest question mark for Arizona is like the coaching. Yeah, no one on the field. It's the side. And they're in the worst, they're in the toughest division. Yeah, that's that's a good Breaking out of there is tough. We have Washington football team at 14. This seems like a pretty easy one. I, Eli, you said you compared New Orleans to Denver. I compare Washington with those three teams. Washington, New Orleans, and Denver, in that order, are, like, <laughs> super talented. Like, we were like, Denver, we love Denver's roster. Washington is that to an extreme. Their defense is top three for sure in the league. Their weapons, Gibson, McLaurin, Curtis Samuel now, Thomas, are insane. I think the quarterback for I think Fitzmagic is a better option than Drew Locke, like for sure. You just don't know. Like Washington, we have all the way up at fourteen. Can that? Can they make that jump to you know win playoff games? That's I don't know. I I think that's really funny that we just talked about New Orleans comparing them to Denver, and I was just like Washington is that perfect next step team. I think that's what New Orleans and Denver kind of hope they get to right is the like elite unit, elite weapons. Can we trust? piece together a quarterback <laughs> for this season and get to the playoffs. They go as far as fits, so. For sure. And we all have, we're all pretty similar on where we view the football team. Pittsburgh. I mean, same thing. I, they only go as far as Ben. You could also say that the running game, too, this, yeah. like, it, I don't even know if it's the running game. I think it's the offensive line, offensive too. Line. Yeah. Like, yeah, but, but you're right. Ben is, Ben is also a big yeah. question mark. Like, can he extend the field this year? Can they... Yeah, can he, they? He needs protection. It goes back to the offensive sure. line. If Big Ben has no time, he's terrible. He's just, he can't move. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Miami. Defense. Like, we know their defense is good. Can they sustain the rate of turnover? I don't know. That's been a big question for me. Is we've talked, I know we've talked about this before. The turnover luck on this team is. 28 games in a row. Yeah. Um, Anything more on Miami? I mean, we've talked about Tua at length as well. I don't really have anything more to say about Tua. Yeah, I feel like sort of comparing the last few teams, like, oh, the quarterbacks are, you know, like the difference between them and, say, Washington is Fitzmagic, I feel like we know his ceiling. Yeah. He's in his 40s. But Tua, like, Tua's a question mark, not in that, like, oh, they need a quarterback, but it's a question mark, like, he could be that quarterback. We just don't really know. His floor and his ceiling are so wide that it's yeah. like, you don't know what you're For sure, He's for sure. pretty volatile. Let's do that, um... Actually, let's just go through the the rest of this to close this gap. We have Miami 16, New England 17, Minnesota 18. Minnesota is one of the teams that we have the biggest 
differences on. Um, Matthew has them at 22. Eli and I have them at 16. I feel like the right ranking is probably where we have them right now. Like, at 18 is somewhere in the middle. Um, Matthew, why are you down on Minnesota? This is a team that I just kind of wanted to go through their schedule and be like, all right, how many... And I think they... Right now, I think they have, like, 10 games. I'm, like, automatic, no question, loss. Really? I, I I think for sure... After week four, they're one and three. Let's I, do it. Okay. I think they for sure drop. So they're gonna. I think they beat Cincinnati. I think they for sure drop a road game to Arizona. Like I'm all in on that. I think they lose to Seattle. At home. That they has never, to be your lock of the week. Yeah, fine. Make picks. <laughs> they they never lose to Seattle at home for some reason. At in Seattle, I think they lose to Cleveland. We can skip the next. Year. I'll get them wins for that. Whatever against Detroit and Carolina. Sure. Dallas, sure, I'll give them that win. Yeah, these are all like question mark wins. I at Baltimore, no way. At Chargers, Oof. no, Oof. no, not really. Green Bay, Oof. Oof. San Fran, Oof. Oof. That's week twelve. Lance is probably the quarterback then. Think of Detroit, sure, whatever. Have that. Pittsburgh, Oof, do I really believe it? That's 50, 50. Cousins against that D line, yeah. uh, maybe. Then you got is, Chicago. This is where it gets interesting. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now too, Matthew. Two of your last four games are against Chicago. Those are, if they, that's a, that's a, that's a yeah. huge part of your schedule right, right okay. there. And then you got to play the Rams and then Green Bay again. That's like nine losses for sure. So, I mean, their division besides Green Bay could suck. But yeah. if, if, you know, the Bears and Fields doesn't quite pan out right away. But, yeah, I just don't. I think they, uh, hopefully they improve their defense a little bit with how they drafted. But... You start looking at Cook, and you're like, all right, he, you know, can he get better? Like, he's he's their offense with Justin Jefferson. Hopefully Irv Smith takes a step forward, but Kirk Cousins only can really take him so far, and you're, you're – yeah, I don't know. I just think they, they're they more prone to take a step back versus a step forward. Yeah. I think that's what it comes down to is the defense. When you have a defensive head coach like Mike Zimmer, if your defense is terrible, like, Kirk Cousins can't carry this team to the playoff. Uh, did you guys know this? I, I heard this, like, yesterday. I was listening to the fantasy footballers. He had 35 touchdown passes in the, last year. Wow. Think about that. Kirk Cousins, 35 touchdown yeah. passes. Kyler only had 26. Yeah. Jeez. Think wow. about that. But that's how bad their defense was. They had to play from behind. Yeah. And so he just threw it all the time. But their defense has but, to be way better. So that's – are we I, – I don't know if we give Kirk enough credit. I think he's better than we – than we're giving him credit for. I think he's better when we give him credit, but I think he's a stat better. I think sure, for sure. But I, think I, don't, I think his contract is massively overrated. Yeah, that's true. For sure, but I also <laughs> think yeah. everyone's like, we just say Kirk Cousins, and it's like, Bleh, he's just Kirk Cousins. Right. Like, it's so boring. But yeah. he isn't, like, he's not bad. No, he's not bad. Right. And you know what you're going to get. Yeah. He's not, his floor and ceiling are all the way up. No, so, and like, he, you know I mean, right. and with Jefferson and Thielen, yeah, Thielen's not a long-term play, but he's, he's still good. Jefferson right. looks like he's the top wide receiver in last year's class. And then Cook's still a top three running back. I mean, they got talent. I don't know. That's what I'm saying is I think, I yeah, Matthew, we just went through the schedule. You're right. They're, that schedule's a lot tougher than I thought. So they're they're probably not making the playoffs, but I don't. Yeah, they're talented. I yeah. agree with you. They beat yeah. Chicago, I think, to win. If they're ahead of Chicago in the standing, I think. For yeah. sure. I think this. I think they have a, sh- like, that's what I'm saying. They're in this tier for me because their ceiling is playoffs. Okay. They are sne- right. They could sneak in. I, all of these teams are ceiling is we get into the playoffs and we're like the Bears last year. And the Bears are in this tier where they're like, 
we didn't have a great year and we somehow made it in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Good for us. Like, yeah. I don't know. That's why, totally different point, but th- that's why Arizona was so disappointing to me last year is that they, a, a Chicago team made it into the playoffs. That Chicago team made it to the playoffs last year and Arizona did not. That baffles me that's to this great. day. What do you think about? Um, I don't know. So that's it. I, I kind of just stole my next question was like, is the ceiling for all these teams playoffs? Yeah, and the floor is like, yeah. and the floor is blow it up. Like, I mean, I think Washington or Dallas has to win their division. I really don't. Right. Think, I don't think one of them gets in as an extra wild. I'd player. be shocked. Yeah, be sh- I'd be shocked. Dallas is for sure the. Dallas to me in this tier has the team is the team with the highest ceiling. Like if everything goes yeah. absolutely right for them, they're loaded. If, if to they me. figured out any defense, I mean, yeah, maybe so much better. Dax yeah. healthy. When yeah. Dax healthy, this team's lethal. That's what I'm saying. You, every ceiling to the max, Dallas would be. I mean, yeah. I just don't believe the defense will. Oh, I no, I don't. I don't that, believe it at all. Yeah, that, perfect I mean, case they they limit teams of twenty something points right. and they win. I mean, they'll yeah. win games. Well, they're they're nineteenth for me. Like I, yeah. <laughs> I don't have Dallas high at all, but I'm just saying like. If I'm dreaming a perfect world for the Cowboys, I'm not gonna be like one of those Cowboy fans that's like putting Super Bowl bets. Top on ten, me. top ten. Yeah, really. but no, they're yeah they're they could. Could I, I see a world where they win a playoff game? Sure. That's, <laughs> that's going on. You have, you have them over Arizona as far as like ceiling. I feel like Arizona's ceiling, if like if they somehow yeah, okay, got everything fair. going, like, they just have so much talent on both... Like, if Isaiah Simmons was the player that we yeah. thought he was going to be, like, all of that... Like, they have so much talent. J.J. Watt is what you he was to You didn't have to bring up ago. Simmons. I was yeah. so high on Simmons. Yeah. yeah. Like, what... Yeah, I mean, they have so much talent. Yeah. And then they bring in, like, what was his... Rodney Hudson. From the, yeah, I mean, they're just so talented. Yeah, true. Okay. I think there's... We have... 12 teams left. Is it fair? Matthew, you're really low on Indianapolis. Would you like to put them in this tier? Yeah, I just, I, I don't think it's really me being low on them. I'm just really kind of high on the Cardinals, the football team, That's and the Steelers. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I think that, you know, I think that those teams are kind of in the same area. But I agree, Indianapolis is really talented, so I would put them in this next tier. Okay, so the way I see it, we have two more tiers left, and the so, 11 is Tennessee. We're all around 11 for Tennessee. Um, you could make an argument that they're in that tier as well. I don't know. That's It's a weird team because I think if this team, if everything goes right for this team, I could see them in the Super Bowl. That's why I have them in this next year is because, like, if they stay healthy and, I don't know, I just, this offense gets better if they're healthy. You know what I mean? Like, their offense is one of the best in the league the past couple years. Like, one of the most efficient offenses in the league and one of the best. And then they add Julio. Like, I'm just thinking peak this team is they're really, really good. Um, I don't have a ton of confidence that the three weapons of their team, A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, and Julio, all stay healthy this year. Yeah, That's my problem with the Titans is, like, if you turn injuries off, like, <laughs> like this, this team's really good. I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts on the Titans? With defense. Yeah, Ugh. I think that's where it. Like, I totally see them. Like, obviously, they almost made a Super Bowl in 2019, yeah. but their defense is just so questionable to me. And then you got, and then their big signing was Bud Dupree coming off an ACL. I just don't think they did enough. But we could put this team in the in the this. No, the I think they're talented. I, the, I think they're talented. But to your point, if they get 14 games out of Julio, they're they're happy. Right. You know? True. 
True. And well, they put their chips in on this year. Like, they didn't... I don't know. Anyone, anything else on the Titans? New OC, too. For sure. New mm-hmm. play caller. That, that worries me a little bit about this team. Um, okay, top ten. This is where we're starting our top ten. Um, San Francisco 49ers coming at number ten. We're all... Then the number nine is the Los Angeles Chargers. We're all either nine or ten on the Chargers. Um, and it's funny, me and Matthew, the Seahawks fans, are have the Niners at nine, and then Brandon has the Niners at ten. I don't, I don't know. Where, how do we want to go at this? Let's talk about the Chargers and the Niners. Because they're not similar at all. Like, they're not similar at all, but we're... We're, like, back-to-back with these rankings. I don't know. Are we a little high on the Chargers? That's why I'm... I'm Thinking maybe the listeners probably think we're a little high on the Chargers. We definitely are because they but, yeah. were what? What was their record last year? Seven and nine. Yeah, seven and nine. And, and now we're like a top ten team. <laughs> they had eight games decided by seven points or less. Like that's just crazy. Yeah. Like, how many they could have won? Yeah, for sure. So, Brandy, give me the case for the Chargers. Why are they a top ten team? I just when you look at the talent on the field, it's just and. And it's like, for me, it's the momentum they came off last year, too. Like, they really delivered a really solid team. I and mean, they pushed the Chiefs to the brink. I mean, they, they pushed a lot of these teams to to the max to beat these teams. And like I said, they lost so many games by seven points or less. So it's just like, if one little play, one momentum shift goes differently, they win a lot of those games. Mm-hmm. And the fact they get guys like Derwin James, if he can stay healthy, that elevates that defense to an extreme. Mm-hmm. And I really love what they did with the offensive line. I think that's their offense is going to be have a whole new element to it because of what they did the offensive line and they get Eckler back healthy for a full year like I just love the way this team is trending um, and I, I mean it's going to be so exciting watching them play the Chiefs twice a year because it's just going to be an offensive explosion yeah yeah I I, I love everything you just said there um, any, anyone have anything else to say? I think Brandon covered it Brandon's been high in the charges all offseason mm-hmm. I, I yeah. love it um, do we want to let's 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 go through their schedule. Let's just, for fun. Yeah. Let's go through their schedule. Chargers? Yeah. Week one, Washington football team. It's going to be a great game. I mean, it's just... Yeah. I like the Chargers in that. Yeah. I, I, like it's, I think it's 50-50. I think you enjoy your way with that one. Dallas. That's a win, I think. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That First defense. one's at Washington, but then you have Chargers at Kansas City. You have to split Kansas split City. Yeah, split yeah. You win Vegas. This is tough. You go Cleveland at home, then at Baltimore. That's tough. Right before you buy, I think they probably split. You, I think you, you hope to split. split. Yeah, you, you hope to split, split that. Yeah. Uh, New England and then Philly. You, you expect to win both of those, and Minnesota. You, you probably expect win. to win all three of those. Versus Pittsburgh Sunday Night Football. That's gonna be a great game. Okay. I like the Chargers in I like that. It's a home game. I, like I think that. their defense outmatches the Pittsburgh offense. Yeah. Yeah. You go at Denver, at Cincinnati, and then the Giants. You. Expect to win all three of those. Home against Kansas City. You again. You if win that one, take the loss. Yeah, hopefully you split Kansas City. And then your last three games are the Texans, the Broncos, and the Raiders. Yeah, you're chilling. I mean, that's like four losses we just gave the Chargers. If they can't get in the playoffs with that schedule, they don't do it right. Yeah, because they get that's simple. a very easy schedule. It's plain and simple. They got a third place schedule, I believe, because of how they finished last year. Um, I have a weird gut feeling that they lose one to the Broncos, but they still get tired. <laughs> I, can I can totally see it in that Denver. Defense just yeah. dominates, you know? I can see it. Yeah. No, I'm I'm really yeah. I'm the Chargers are gonna be very fun to watch. 
Hey, Eli, anything to add on Chargers? No, pretty much just what Brandon was saying. How many games they lost by one score and by adding, like, Derwin James, if he is what people are saying he is, having Eckler back, beefing up the O-line, like, I feel like that's enough mm-hmm. to, you know, add or take away seven points from yeah. a lot of those games. And minus the Anthony Wynn head coach yeah, true, decision. Yeah, true, was terrible. I love Staley. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited what they got to go I'm through. interested to see Lombardi as a play caller, though. That, that is true. Lombardi. That is um, true. What is the ceiling for the Chargers? Is the ceiling, I mean, like, is the ceiling a Super Bowl? I don't That's really high. I feel like their ceiling would be, like, the like AFC Championship. I agree. Yeah, I, I, agree I, I can see them squeaking in there. I could see... That means you're winning... They probably... You probably, probably have to beat... The Bills. You gotta beat the Bills or Kansas City. And then, no, I think you uh, probably have to beat the Bills and, like, the Ravens. Yeah. Or the Bills yeah, and it, the Browns. It would, it would be, I don't love that. I, that's it would be tough. a big push. Yeah. I think that's, that's their ceiling. ceiling. Yeah, I ceiling. agree. I think that they could get there. For sure. I don't think they can beat the Chiefs yet. No, I agree. I don't think they could... I don't think they could, like, squeak out a really tough win against the Browns and then go have to play the That'd Chiefs. Be tough. That'd be tough. Or, right. like, beat a tough Bills team in Buffalo and then... Yeah. It's like what happened to Buffalo last year. Buffalo plays a really tough game against Baltimore, beats them, and then just goes get slaughtered by the Chiefs because they're just Mm -hmm. dead. Um, And then the floor for this team, I think, again, is like 500, like really similar to what happened last year where they just don't have it. Injuries, injuries. Herbert regresses because I could definitely see that happening. Mm -hmm. As much as we love Herbert, I know everyone loves Herbert. He could definitely take a step back. He's a hype machine right now. For sure. Yeah. So that's why I'm worried is that people love Herbert so much that he could disappoint, and then this team goes eight and eight, and that's when they're like, okay, now we're stuck a little. Yeah, bit. I mean, I think the expectations are him to be like the next Josh Allen, right, and, and have that type of season. And if he doesn't, then it's you know oh, maybe yeah. you know and who knows so. for sure. Um, and then we have the Niners at ten. So Chargers were at nine. We'll go back to the Niners at ten. Um, I just. As a Seahawks fan, I'm scared. I the Niners were very very good, La, not or not last season but the season before when they went to the Super Bowl. They're always a tough team to play, and then you throw in Trey Lance to this, it really and Ayuk too. Ayuk and Debo and Kittle, like your guys' weapons, the 49ers' weapons scare me a lot as playing against them. Um, and then yeah, just the throw in the extra element of Trey Lance because. The one thing, the one weakness about that 2019 team was you were like, their passing game is not great. Jimmy, you Jimmy, have Kittle. Jimmy, Jimmy the clutch. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> you're like the, the whole game Kittle's going to hurt you, but then, yeah, mm. it comes down to crunch time, it's Jimmy G throwing to whoever on the outside, and you're like, I can live with that. You ever seen the movie Happy Feet? <laughs> but mm. now you have, like, you know that run game is always going to be good. Like, Shanahan is just a genius with running the ball. And then you add in Trey Lance in that extra element because I, I'm assuming Trey Lance is going to play at some point this year. I would hope for as a like Brandon as a Niners fan, I'm sure you're like I hope he plays at some point because that's like if He'll you have guys running packages at least like at right, least right. bare minimum that's what. It and then your defense, I mean Fred Warner's elite of the elite. You get Bosa back. I don't know Matthew. What? I, yeah, I mean aren't. Don't they, since they got last place, don't they get the easiest schedule in the division as far as... Yeah, so the first two games are just automatic Ws, and then from week three to week ten is kind of battle test time. They play all their divisional opponents, have to play the Packers, the Bears, but 
then after that, it just kind of gets, you get a couple cupcake games here and there, a couple more divisional games, but I just, I really, it's tough being a Seahawks fan, because I feel like the Niners, everything that their GM, all the decisions they make are just really good decisions. Yeah, exactly. Just, exactly. It's like they do the things I wish the Seahawks would do as far as depth is concerned, and it's like, if we didn't have Russell Wilson, where would we be? <laughs> it's like, it's literally, that's yeah. just our, and yeah. that's the tough part with Trey Lance, is just you're looking at that and you're like, man, like, the potential's there, yeah. and if that happens, we are in trouble if we do not get our side figured out yeah. with the depth and everything. Because you're so, right, that's been the difference, yeah. is that, like, literally. well, at least we have Russ. <laughs> yeah, and so, I, yeah, it's really tough, and with their schedule, I just cannot see... Even if Jimmy G plays the entire year and stays healthy, and he'd have to play good, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Not good. I think I think they're they're right in the playoffs again. Yeah, I think he, he doesn't he doesn't even have to be good. He yeah. just has to be the same that he was before yeah. and just stay healthy. If yeah. he's healthy, we win. That's yeah, that's that's the difference between like the Chargers to me is that the Chargers floor, like we said, is like five hundred, maybe a game below five hundred, like where they were last year. Yeah. Barring injury, like the Niners floor is playoffs with that schedule. Yeah. Like I'm serious, yeah. is yeah. making the playoffs and. Losing in the first round, and then you guys are probably like, okay, Jimmy G's gone. Yeah. But to me, like, unless you guys have a collapse like you did last season, which if that happens two years in a row, I don't know. No, what you do at that point. Yeah. There's just yeah, there's a lot of talent, but right, I think you can't predict what crap that happens. Right. Yeah. But the floor to me, with that schedule and the talent that this team has, is playoffs, and that's an insanely high floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The tough thing when I'm thinking of floors for any of the teams in the NFC West is because I think if one of those teams slacks us a little bit, there's, you know one or two other teams that right. are going to flip. So yeah. like if, but, but that's what I'm saying with their schedule, to me. Yeah. Like, the rest of the teams that they play. I mean, they play, like, Houston, Jacksonville, Cincinnati, Detroit. Like, that's... And that's what happened in 2019. We had pretty much the same exact yeah. schedule. We played a lot of the lower place teams. Yeah. What were you saying? Sorry. No, I was just thinking... Like, yeah, you're... Cardinals, you're right. Rams, like, if they, if they have a mediocre season, I feel like there's also a good chance that, like... Seahawks, Cardinals, or Rams could, if they have better seasons, just like, beat up on them. Yeah, like yeah. even even if the 49ers are well above five hundred, maybe not well above five hundred, but you know, well above five hundred, they could still be like third or fourth in the division. Yeah, yeah, but, oh, that's true. We have Seattle at eight. Um, I could easily see the the Chargers and the Niners finishing above Seattle. I don't know. The the floor to this for the Seattle team is pretty much exactly what I was saying for the Niners. Like with Russ. Russ would have to play pretty bad for this team to miss the playoffs, in yeah. my opinion. Like I, the floor is what we did last year, which is get into the playoffs and then you lose the game and you don't know where to go this off season. That's yeah. that's pretty much what I think for the Seahawks. I don't know. Do you? It'd be t- tough, barring injury, for the Seahawks to miss the playoffs, in my opinion. And I'm trying to come at this with an unbiased point. No, I think it's true. I completely agree. And obviously, I'm unbiased about it. So, but like, the trend you guys have going is a little. To me, it's a lot as a. Niners fans a lot different than the last seasons because I know the last couple of seasons has been oh we have Schottenheimer we're not working we we know what we're gonna do we're gonna try running the ball and then and then it doesn't work out and then we'll try throwing but now you guys have a new OC and it's like well now we don't like as a non Seahawks fan I don't know what's coming now like I felt like I could mm-hmm. like you guys were yeah. kind of predict why I knew it was coming now I don't yeah but that's why that's where like as a Niners fan it's like this you, well, you can see a whole new offense coming from you guys right. which you guys have already killed us so. right. Would you say that the ceiling for the Seahawks is winning the Super Bowl? Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's outright. Because I think, yeah, I, I think uh, this is like, I'd be surprised if we won the Super Bowl, but like I think we're capable of it. I just think injuries every single year, yeah. and it's been 
it's been key players, and then we just don't have depth. And I'm that's the same thing year in and year out. Uh, yeah. That's one. That's like part two of the offense falling apart. <laughs> but the injury is kind of a big part of that. I do think the Seahawks. They're the biggest thing that they are worried about. Not to say they're worried about it, but as a fan, I'm more worried about are not the Niners because I know what I get with the Niners. It's the Cardinals. Because if the Cardinals are somehow better than us, we're screwed. <laughs> and if the Cardinals are really talented, we just hope that they blow up with their coaching staff. Because if they don't and they somehow figure it out, I think that they're, they have more depth than we do. Most positions well, are younger in some cases, and they have more veteran. They have more money, it seems like, to kind of yeah. going around. So I, I think that that's kind of our biggest threat is if – they somehow leap us, we're going to be in a bad spot. See, I'm also worried about the Rams. Because I the True. way I viewed it the past, has it been, what, three years? Four years now that with the, the NFC has been, to me, that the last four years has been Rams, Niners, and Seahawks have been interchangeable at the top. And Arizona's kind of been like, they've been sneaky. And you're right, this year, that is definitely a concern of mine, that they could push up there. But to me, like, the Rams could jump like, could get out of our tier and become, like, the top of the top. I don't know. That's my concern is that we've kind of been just like, okay, we we should split our division every year. And I know you guys are like this too, Brandon. Like, Niners fans are, hopefully we go 3-3 three and three and split our division. Mm-hmm. And I'm just worried, like, the Rams, if their offense is, in, like, if Stafford goes insane and their defense stays where they are, like, they might take that step. And that's what also worries me about. And just leave the Niners and the Seahawks is like, we're really good, but we're in a very tough division with one of the best teams in football. How do we get out of this? Yeah. So that's that's also one of my concerns. Like I, I don't know a lot about like the Seahawks offensive line. Like how are you guys feeling about that? Because when you look at the defensive fronts you guys have to face, like yeah, I know Russell's been very vocal about that too about how he's been upset with the offensive line. But like you guys go against three good yeah. defensive fronts just in the NFC West. Like, well, so personally, I'm not. I'm fine with where our offensive line is going into this season as. I think it's it's not great. You don't love it, but it's not horrible. I'm I'm very interested. There's been a lot of reports coming out of training camp about this new offense with Shane Waldron of Russ getting the ball out quicker. Yeah, that's what because that's been really frustrating. Is that, and I, I just listened to a really interesting podcast about this. Is that Staley kind of came up with this defensive scheme of not letting big plays happen. Mm-hmm. And we saw that, everyone saw that in the playoff game against the Rams, is that Russ wants to, t- and that's Russ's downfall, is that he wants to hit the big play big every single time. No. And against most teams, it works. But it did not work against the Rams, and a lot of teams apparently are trying to implement this system of like, bore quarterbacks to death, make them take the flat, or the underneath routes until they beat you. And that's one of Russ's biggest, like, kryptonites. So I'm interested to see like, what happens this year? Does Russ still try to impose his will and be like, I'm one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I'm going to make these plays happen. I'm going to take the top off the defense. I don't care if they're that's all they're covering. Yeah. Or is Shane Waldron going to be like, no, watch, this system works. We're going to run the ball creatively and throw quick passes, screens, and watch, Russ, your job's going to be a lot easier. That's what, to me, I think we need to do. I 1,000% agree. I, I agree think that well. I think the tight end room is going to be a big part of that. And hopefully Gerald Everett, that pickup, is going to be a big part of that. Yeah. The play-action game hasn't been, like, amazing these past All our play-action game has been is yeah. fake the handoff and throw deep. Yeah. yeah. It's been, it's been, it's been so predictable. Yeah. So I uh, 1,000% agree with you. 
and Russ has just been so good that he makes it work. Yeah. All right, next team. These next two teams, it's going to be the most interesting race in football to me. Baltimore and Cleveland coming at 6-7. and seven. I think, to me, both of these teams are capable of getting to the AFC Championship, to me, and facing the Chiefs. And honestly... I, there's If they play the Chiefs ten times in the AFC Championship game, I think they could win two or three. Like I, I give them a decent shot to yeah. beat the Chiefs. Um, and the Bills. I keep forgetting about the Bills. But Baltimore and Cleveland, to me, are super interesting. Like They have the ceilings, to me, to get to the Super Bowl. Um, but I don't know. They're, that's a very competitive division. And, the, like yeah, I think the Steelers are now in a, a little bit below them in the division. But they're still going to be good. I don't know. What do you guys? Where are you guys on Baltimore and Cleveland? Because they're really interesting teams to me this year. I I can see paths for both of them. Just looking offensively, I just like that Cleveland can attack you from more ways than Baltimore can. I I still have this mental mindset with Baltimore, like you know what you're gonna do. They're gonna try to run it down your throat. But I just do not believe in the passing game yet. And mm-hmm. I think that until they figure that out, and until that becomes a legitimate threat, that Baltimore's gonna have a tough time making that leap. And I yeah, I mean. I could see them making the AFC Championship game, but then I could see the Chiefs blowing them out yeah. because they have a good defensive plan for it. Like that's just where I'm at. But I think yeah. Cleveland, I think they can attack a team like Kansas City in multiple ways: running the ball down their throat or play action. And if Odell starts working out, like yeah. they have so many more weapons yeah. to come at you with. Than well, and it's kind of the same as defensively to me too. Like Cleveland has all these new. Didn't we? We were just watching the Cleveland preseason game. Eli, how many graphic, how many players, new players like, on that graphic? They probably, show? like, half their defense is probably all, like, like half their starters on defense are probably all people they just got. Like, yeah. Troy Hill, John Johnson. Half of them are. Newsom, Clowney. I mean, their potential on defense, because their defense was bad last year. I think we kind of forget that because they have Miles Garrett. Yeah, spots, yeah. But they were pretty bad on defense. Like, I think I was looking at just total defense, and they were, like, 23rd. <laughs> and that's, that's crazy. But... I don't know. They're, that's what excites me about this team is, like, like you just mentioned, Brandon, their offense, like, has that potential. Like, you know they're going to be good running ball. Can they hit those downfield plays yeah. this year? Like, can Baker be be that guy? And then their defense, too, is, like, all their defense has to do is be competent, and I think they're a really good team. I don't know. If Baker can do what Tannehill did in 2019, I yeah. think that they have a legitimate chance of getting the Super Bowl. I, I like that a lot. They have so much depth. Like it's really they're so on their D line, their third string. We have Curtis Weaver, shout out, Malik <laughs> McDowell, uh, and then Tommy told I can't even say his last name, but he played at UCLA. Yeah, right? no, not UCLA. He played Ohio State, I believe. But you have so many Marvin Wilson's like the fourth. I mean, there's just so many guys. Even if they have injuries here and there, like they have talent yeah. behind them if they need it. Did they? They have, like, a linebacker with, like, a long name. Yeah, Jeremiah Awusu. The Notre Dame guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a Notre Dame, Notre Dame guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they also have Greg Newsome. They picked up. They drafted what's Greedy Williams is a backup. Yeah, they drafted Sione Taki Taki. Is that what you're talking about? Their, their roster is number two to me, like, yeah. in the NFL. You could probably – I don't know. I haven't done this. Like, I haven't ranked rosters, but, like, besides – Tampa Bay, I think this team like yeah. probably has the next best roster in the league. It's ba- it's Baker. Baker. We talked about this last week on our question show, but it was like, can their defense live up to that potential? Because they went, they got, they went out and got the guys, and now it's just like it literally rests on Baker's shoulder because they have it. They have the recipe. It's Baker and Odell for me. If Odell for sure. can stop sure. being such a 
Um, <laughs> just a lot of things. Ego. I mean, just mm-hmm. if he doesn't demand the ball, they're fine. They they did great without him. Like yeah. We're, it's funny, too, we're all higher on Baltimore than we are in Cleveland. It's really close for most of this, um, but we're all higher on Baltimore. They're more consistent. Yeah, and saying. I just, I I can see the path with their passing game, too. Yeah, like, That's too. what excites me, is that it's like, all I have to do is get a little bit better in the passing game, and they're, they, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. Sammy, who they also, you like Bateman, Bateman, right? I don't know, and then just, I I think if I think those two are enough because that pushes Marquise Brown into a role that I think he could really be good at. Yeah, I think not he's a one, yeah. yeah, I think he could be really good as a two. And then I love Mark Andrews too. Did you guys see the freaking Twitter all of what happened to Mark Andrews with the whole cramping up and everything? No. Oh, he went in an ambulance out of practice yesterday. Oh wow. Yeah, what? like carved him out and everything, but he just had full body cramps. Yeah, exactly. But it looked scary. like someone was like seizing any injury, Mark Andrews. Yeah, it was crazy. Yikes. But but yeah, I don't know. I just think if I mean, Lamar didn't have a good year last year compared to what his MVP is, but if he like splits that difference, he doesn't even have to have an MVP year. He's just oh, yeah. better. That team is that team is is got a really good chance to make the Super Bowl. So I don't know. Any of these teams that we just talked about in the top ten that we have in our top ten could be on next week's show of our Super Bowl matchups yeah. that we when we do the predictions. Is this the tier gap to you guys, or is the top four the tier gap? Does four. this number five top team four. make it? I don't. Top four? I don't think the Rams are a tier above Baltimore. Okay, yeah. so we put the Rams. I agree, but I think they're definitely fifth to me. Or I guess I have Baltimore. Wait, <laughs> so we you don't have the Rams in the same tier as the teams above the Rams. That's yeah. what Matthew does. Say, I. Matthew has the them next, at four. The next two teams we talk about, I think, are in the same tier as the Rams, and I think the the final two are. Their own I'm yeah. fine with that. I'm fine with that too. Yeah. I was gonna yeah. say that, but I don't. I don't know how you guys feel about having only two teams in the top tier. But I, I do think really they're on their own. <laughs> I think they're on their own. Yeah. Okay. So Bal- so we have Baltimore six, Cleveland seven, Seattle eight, Chargers nine. I like that. And the Niners ten in their own tier. What should we call this this <laughs> this tier? Like playoff. Like playoff, but Super Bowl hopeful. I like, mean, that's yeah. What it is. yeah. Like Let's, you can you can see the Super Bowl. It's just. Yeah, I, and I like this for our next three because we're all we're kind of all over the map on these, on these three. Yeah, I think the next three would be a good, uh, Super Bowl or bust. Like yeah. if we don't make the Super Bowl, we're really it's disappointed. Yeah, it's yeah, and that is number three, and I I think this is properly, this is a proper order. Number three, Green Bay. Number four, Buffalo. Number five, Rams. Oh. I think, like you just said, Matthew. What what did you say for this tier again? Like, Super Bowl or bust, like, if you don't make the Super Bowl, you're really disappointed. But the Rams, yeah, yeah Rams. The expectations are, is they make the lead. Yeah. If Rams, Bills, or Packers, they don't make the Super Bowl, it's, it's a waste. I mean, they know that they're good. It's not about, oh, let's, our fans will be hopeful that, or happy that we made the playoff. Nobody yeah. cares at this yeah. point. These are also the teams that's weird. Like, the, whatever they do in the regular season, and I think last season is going to influence this for me. Whatever they do in the regular season does not matter to me. Because yeah. <laughs> these teams are making the playoffs, and it's like, show me what you're going to do in playoff time. Because all we've been talking about this entire offseason is, like, why didn't these teams make the Super Bowl? And so they can have, like, whatever they do in the regular season, I'm going to try to not let sway me because I know it's totally different when it gets to the playoffs. I mean, the one seed, the only thing that matters. It's the only team that gets a buy anymore. Right. Before, it's like, well, just get to the two seed and you're fine. Like, well, two seed's got to play a tough game now. Right. So what does each what does each of these teams need to do to get to Buffalo run game? Yeah. Buffalo's run game. Also, their 
pass rush. I think we can throw that yeah. in there. That's true. They have names on that defensive line, but they were not good. Like their pass rush was not very good. So, for sure, there. I think Green Bay has got to be more consistent. I mean, especially the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't like, give up a fifty-yard touchdown with two seconds left in the half. You just can't do it. Like <laughs> you got to be more consistent than that. You'd also like to see their second and third receivers. That's true. Be better. Um, who did they grab? Uh, Amari Rogers, I know, is a guy that they drafted. They got Randall Cobb back. Randall Cobb. They. <laughs> what I what I heard about this, and I I think it was, man, I don't remember what podcast, so I kind of feel bad, but. They put it really well as, like, Scantling and um, Lazard are just really, like, the same player. They went out and got guys that are different. Like, Amari Rogers. Um, did they get St. Brown? Yeah. Yep. And um, and then, yeah, Cobb are just, like, different type of receivers, and I think that is definitely something that they need. I don't know. I'm I, – I don't know. Green Bay is, is very – the Rogers thing also is going to be something that we talk about all season for sure. So yeah. it's like – like even though he's playing, I just still he he just has always been sort of a question mark. Like I feel like he's maybe he's it'd be pretty easy for him to be disconnected from some players. Like someone gives him the wrong look at practice, he's like, I'm not passing it to you. Like and and now there you know he was like, I might not come back. And he's like, fine, I'll come back. And so I feel like people like people aren't gonna forget that. Like people aren't gonna forget that he was holding out. Like he almost didn't come back, and so I don't know. I just feel like. I just feel like things are sort of on edge. Like, it, th- things could all click together or things could still just be weird because, I mean... That's the difference, though. That's the difference between yeah. Rodgers and Brady. I mean, Buck right. was 7-5 and five last year. Right. And he goes, guys, we got to get it together. And they, they, they make a Super Bowl run. If the Packers were 7-5, and five, Aaron might walk out of the building. He might just be like, I'm done. I'm done for mm-hmm. the year, you guys. You guys finish it out. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just think it's really hard. I think they're... They're so good at making the NFC Championship and just laying an egg. <laughs> and I just don't think he, he he just hasn't done it in so long, and they've been so talented. I know. I just don't think he lets that team go seven and five, like in his career. Like I think he plays this year and then he quits, <laughs> and I just don't think that happens with him. And I think it's just because of the talent of the team. Yeah. But he's just so darn good. But he also he just, has not. Yeah. He also. To that point, has not made a Super Bowl since twenty. He's made right. one Super Bowl. He hasn't made a no, he hasn't they made lay an egg. But he's so to that God point. Darn good at getting right so there, good. and then just <laughs> they're done. But he still doesn't look the same to me, though. Like, yeah, he looks smaller than last. At least it's mellowed like, out. Off season, off season looks like he just didn't work out at all. He's like, no. I'm done. Screw yeah. it. Like I think he's still be really yeah. I, 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 I don't think it matters. I think he just can. I can go smoke a joint. Walk out there. And, like, <laughs> right. He's been sitting on a beach all, all, right. all offseason. Uh, can we just say, I think he's the best throwing into a net quarterback ever. Oh, it's ridiculous. Like, it's, he's by far. Like, yeah. I saw yeah. the yeah. training camp. He just nonchalantly <laughs> throws yards to, like, a, like a two-foot, like, circle. And just yeah. Like, right. Yeah. No, he's, he's yeah. the MVP. I mean, this is what and, and it's just going to be, like, it's just going to be weird to see if these teams that we have ranked a little bit below them can, like, make a jump and mm. be better. Because I think, yeah. yeah good We'll see. And then the top two, you guys knew this was coming the whole time. We have Tampa at one, Kansas City at two. Um, the who, only... Who had it sorry? Who had it swap? Eli. Eli? Um, the she only thing... That's fair. That's fair. The only thing I have to say about Tampa versus Kansas City is... Like, we were really low on Tampa the entire year. 705? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just... Did they catch lightning in a bottle? 
It's Tom Brady. True, but did but but they're also their defense was insane. They were good. They were so good that's why I'm saying, did they catch lightning in a bottle last year? Because they brought literally everyone back, and it's like twenty-four of twenty-four. They were, and then they were seven and five at one point. I don't know. It to me, it's like. I have them ranked number one, and I feel pretty confident about it. There's just a little thing in the back of my mind that's like, did they just go on this magical run, and then this year it's going to be back to the Chiefs dominating like we thought they did all of last year? I think they caught the Chiefs at the right time. I do. Yeah. I, I, I think that if the Chiefs are, Chiefs are fully healthy, I think that game's completely different. But yeah. when Mahomes has to run 500 and something yards, yeah. is that what it was in the backfield, just to stay yeah. away from defensive guys? When like, you, what are you supposed to do? When you lose your starting tackles, and they were good tackles too, like, what, what can you do? Yeah. Right. Yeah, what can you do? Right. I think they got lucky with that game. But before that, I think they did kick it into gear, and it might be lightning in the bottle. You're right. It might be that. But they definitely got it going at the right time, and they just they ruined yeah. the ship, you know? That's the only thing I'm worried about, this whole, like, run it back. It's like, this whole the whole last season is not going to play out the exact same this season. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be the same exact season. So did you, I don't know, does that Bucks team win? This season, I don't know, it's very interesting to me. They also had no injuries. The Bucks last they year, they yeah. Like Mike Evans a little bit. Besides that, yeah, they were fine. I was just gonna say, talking about running back, like the Chiefs, you know, like Brandon said, they probably could have run it back. We would have had a much better chance of running back if their tackle stayed healthy. And you know, we never hope for injuries, but like it's a slim chance that those same twenty-two players that they brought back who didn't get injured last year make it a whole right, season exactly. without getting injured again. Yeah. No, I agree. With that. And so, like, it's just, it's like. It's just very tough for them to run it back exactly. Like, it could happen. Like, obviously it could happen. All the pieces are there. All the same guys are there. But it could also change. And if it changes, it could, like, fall apart. Right. Swap the situations. Yeah. If Brady's tackles go down, he's done. I mean, Brady can't move. The guy, yeah. if he has no protection, right. he's done. As good as the goat he is, he if he has no protection, he's done. So, you're right yeah. there. If they don't, and they didn't get hurt at all last year. It's kind of crazy to think about. What were you saying, Matthew? Yeah, I just, I'm... I'm a big believer in their two coordinators, too. I, I think Todd Boyles, like the adjustments they made in the playoffs were incredible. Yeah. And same thing, I you know, I think Leftwich with the offensive coordinator is a good offensive coordinator. I liked what they were doing there. They have so many weapons to do. But I think this one player just randomly I think is going to have a big impact is Joe Tryon. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a homer for that one, too, but... He looked good in the preseason games he's played in so far on the D-line for the Bucks, And they're just, I, I don't know. I think if they they have enough depth defensively, if they lose a player or two, I think they'll be perfectly fine. Yeah, It's just the O-line. It's like the only thing right. that I think they have, like, you know, if somebody gets hurt, it's going to be problems. And, and I, a lot of teams can say that. but A little bit, their receivers. They have two yeah. very, very good receivers. I think if, like, Evans or Godwin goes down to season-ending injuries. Like you said last year, there was True. both of those guys had missed time. Godwin was not the same. Remember, he like broke his finger. Broke his finger yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm nervous if like say Godwin goes down for the season. Knock on wood. Um, because that's we don't wish upon injury, obviously. Yeah. And I'm not being sarcastic at all. I say that. Um, yeah. like Scotty Miller fills in as your two. That's just tough to me. I don't know. This yeah. they got they had no injuries last year. That's really tough to happen again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. So that's my only gripe against Tampa Bay because I think everyone's just saying it's going to be Tampa Bay and Kansas City next year. And I think that Kansas City definitely has an easier road, though. For sure. I think yeah. Tampa Bay has a less chance of getting that Super Bowl again. For sure. All right, man, I was really a little nervous. We weren't – it was like 
are we going to be able to talk about power rankings for mm-hmm. the show? It's like an hour and a half show. So that's, I mean, I, I don't know. I love it. I think we did a good job. <laughs> power sauce on the back. <laughs> um, wait, okay. till, wait till we compare these to like week 10. I know, I know. Can't we we, we need to save these yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's, that's going to be one of the things on the whiteboard. We're going to keep it there so we can always look at it throughout I like all of our podcast. We should do like show notes. Like, what are we doing for the show? That'd be cool. That's what, yeah, no, so. That'll be like in the middle, and then the sides will have like all of our tallies. We're going to tally up the picks. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we'll also have, yeah, because when we do it on YouTube, we'll, we'll have the, yeah. like, our show doc. Yeah. Also, for power rankings, we should probably just do top 10 on our Top one. 10 side. For sure. I don't for know sure. If we can keep 32 teams. No, no. <laughs> but, um. Yo, 31 is definitely division. the Jets, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, during the season, it'll be top 10. I'm, I'm trying to come up with more things that we could do picks-wise, because last year we did what? We did favorite we did like lock underdog seahawks niners sunday night monday night football mm-hmm. we did our stud and dud of the week and then we did power rankings i think we should add a few more segment or like picks a little bit and then um yeah yeah and then next week we have the award show so that's gonna be <laughs> yeah, farting again. Um, yeah award show next week i'm really excited for that this that's like one of my favorite shows if not my favorite show that we do every year and we'll talk about our dynasty team next week so we got award show dynasty week, dynasty team. I think we should add some more awards too. We'll talk about this obviously just during the week, but I think it'd be fun to add some like random awards or I don't know. Remember we did a we did an award show at the end of last season and we at we had a bunch of different awards. So I think we should I don't know do some yeah. different awards yeah. too. There's plenty out there you can do. Yeah, <laughs> and then we got after that, I think we'll preview maybe next week or maybe we'll have time the week after to preview Boise State season because we have that we'll need to do that before the UCF game yeah, what is that game the second, second so not Thursday wait so yeah will that be next week's next Saturday oh my gosh so next week will be the Last. award show the dynasty and Boise State preview so big show next, next week, week. Um, time's flying huh? and then <laughs> after that after that show we'll be we'll recap the Boise State game and that'll be picks and preview of week one. <laughs> oh my goodness. Let's go. Wow. Like, like mentally, like, I totally forgot there was three preseason games. So, like, this last week was, like, the second preseason week. You know, I was like, man, I got two more weeks of crap. My dad goes, no, there's only one more. I was like, oh my God, there's only one more. I know. And then, like, when the college football account, I put it on the Instagram story. It was like, this is the last Saturday without college football. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, we're here. All right, good good show. It was great to be back in the show. Oh, oh my right. gosh, this was so much better than Zoom. <laughs> so much better than Zoom. I know for Eli it was too. <laughs> Me too. Switch my Wi-Fi three times. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, good to be back. Anything else before we leave? Any more parting words? I'm really excited for this dynasty draft. I know we're gonna That's probably talk about it all week, but I'm pumped. Me too. All right, rock house. Rock house. Rock house. Rock house.